There's a really interesting story in the Old Testament book of Joshua. Joshua and, and the, the men of Israel, they're being attacked by five different kings. They just sort of are ganging up on Joshua and his men. And at first, Joshua and the Israelites, they're losing the battle, but then the tide starts to turn. And Joshua and his men, it looks like they're going to win, but the enemies, they're starting to flee. They're hoping that if they can get away as the sun is going down, that they'll be able to hide and regroup and then come back against Joshua again. It's then that Joshua prays a very, very unusual and very bold prayer. He prays and he says, God, let the sun stand still in the sky. I guess what he figured is that, look, if the sun doesn't go down, they're not going to be able to escape, and hopefully we'll be able to defeat them once and for all. And then we read this in Joshua chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. This is the only time in all of human history that God bends the rules and he puts more than 24 hours in one single day. What that means for you and I is that we're going to have to learn how to live within those boundaries that God has set because there's never been a day like it before and there'll never ever be a day like it after. You and I only get 24 hours in a day, and God has a rhythm. He has a cadence that he wants us to be living in within that in order for us to flourish. But he doesn't want us to flourish in just one 24-hour period. He wants us to flourish day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And so today, as we continue this series called Cadence, I want to talk to you about more of the, the rhythms that we talked about last week. Remember that, that God has sort of this, this beat, this rhythm that he has, and you and I are called to be more and more and more like him. And so if God lives according to rhythms, if God lives according to cadence, you and I need to do the exact same thing. So last week, as we started the series... We looked at how God was in this groove of creation, and we read this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, that God saw all that he had made, and it was what? It was not just good, it was very good. See, God is this master builder. He's a master creator. He was in this groove, and then as we looked, he made his ultimate masterpiece, you and I. He created us, and it was all very good. And like I said, as we saw last week, we were created in the image of God, and we're called to be more and more like him. And so we've got to find that groove. We've got to find that cadence. But yet, as we discovered last week, oftentimes we're not living according to God's cadence. We're living according to culture's chaos. Our lives have become so chaotic. Why? Because we're trying to fit way more into a 24-hour period than what God designed to have in a 24-hour period. We're just way too busy trying to do way too many things, and we're living according to the things of the world instead of the ways of God. And so as we look at God's cadence for our lives, what we need to understand is there's some, some sort of biological things that he's designed inside of us that help us to walk in this. Now, in order to understand any creation, and remember, we are created by God— any creation is best understood by asking the creator, 
why did you design this and how did you design this? I mean, think if you found like a little widget or a little gadget and you're like, I'm not sure what this thing is. Well, you could try to find an instruction manual and, and discover it that way. Or you could just ask the creator, hey, why did you create this? Well, for us as human beings, God has given us the instruction manual. And we have personal access right to him. We can talk to him. God, what is it that you would have for us to do? That's what we're going to look at here today is how did God wire us up? What is the natural things that are hardwired into each and every human being that can help us to learn how to walk in his cadence so that we can just not survive but thrive? Well, to understand his creation of us, we need to go back to this thing called a day. See, even within the day, there are even rhythms that's in that. So that's what we're going to look at. How many of you remember back in, I think it was probably elementary school, maybe it was not until middle school, you learned about how your human body was made up of systems. Remember that? You remember some of the systems that you have? You have like the, the respiratory system, the digestive system, you have the reproductive system, there's others, the, the, the what, uh, help me out, the skeletal system, the, the muscular system, what, what else? Circulatory system. See, you guys are good, you remember, all right? I think there's probably one or two maybe that we're, uh, we're missing, but we learned a lot about systems in school. What we didn't learn about is rhythms. Did you know that there are four biological rhythms that your body follows as well? And this pertains to every human being. We all have these rhythms that we follow. Now, I'm not going to get into all the fancy names for all of them. I'm going to explain one of them to you. I'm not going to get into all of them, but just let me say this. Some of them, like happen just in a matter of seconds, that there's rhythms that are constantly happening. There are other rhythms that are happening in your life that happen over a period of days, and some of them even months. Now, that is one that it isn't all male, or uh, it isn't all humans. That one would be male and female. So the menstrual cycle for, for females, that's a, a rhythm. This is a, a part of this cadence that God has put into females. Now, the, the one that you've probably heard about, you may not understand, is the circadian rhythm. How many of you heard of circadian rhythm before? All right. We hear about it. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, it comes from uh, two Latin words, circa and diem. And when you take those two words and you put them together, it means to revolve around a day. And so the circadian rhythm that you have within you, and again, this is everybody. You can't say, well, that doesn't apply to me. No, this is every single one of us have this circadian rhythm that is over a 24-hour period how God has designed your body to function mentally and to function physically as well. And so it's so important that we understand these types of things. And these things happen, this circadian rhythm, naturally and the primary thing that impacts your circadian rhythm is light and dark. As your eye gets exposed to light, and then as there's more and more dark, that's really a lot of the things that's triggering the circadian rhythms to be happening in your life. Let's go back to light and dark. Again, we looked at this last week in Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. We read this, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the very first day. So the importance of light and dark and this whole thing called a day cannot be overlooked. God has hardwired in all of us this circadian rhythm that helps us to function absolutely best. Now, the, the question you may have is, well, okay, well, what's that look like scientifically? But 
Really, what I'm here for is go, what does that mean practically for my life, right? You're not here for a science lesson. You're here for how did God design me so that I know how to live my life a little bit better. Okay, from a scientific standpoint, and I'm not going to get into all of it, but here's what you need to know. As more and more light hits the retina of your eye, your body naturally produces more of what's called melatonin. Melatonin is basically the hormone in your body that causes you to get drowsy and sleepy. How many of you heard of melatonin before? You heard of that? Okay. That's what it does. So again, less light comes into your eye, more melatonin increases, and you get sleepy. The exact opposite is true then as well. The more light that comes into your eye, then you have what's called cortisol. Cortisol is the hormone that gives you energy. It's what gives you your peak, like, physical strength and, and, like, energy in the day. All right, so is this all making sense? Very, very simple. Less light, you get more and more melatonin, you get sleepy, more light in your eye, then you're waking up, you're getting more energy because the cortisol hormone is there. All right, so now, both of these things are functioning in your body, and you need them to be functioning in your body, but here's the deal. You need them to be functioning at the proper time of day. And that's where a lot of people get into trouble. So what they're going to put on the screen for you right now is a, uh, a chart that shows you sort of this circadian rhythm and what it all looks like. Now, you can read it there for yourself. I'm not going to get into all the details, but you see that at certain times of the day, your melatonin is supposed to be increasing. Certain times of the day, your cortisol should be increasing because there are certain times of the day that God wants certain things to be happening in your life. Your peak physical strength, your, your peak energy, your peak mental capabilities as well. That's how God has designed you. But what we do so often is we have habits in our lives that actually hinder God's design. So what I want to do this morning is I want to give you some tips and tricks to help you to get into this circadian rhythm, all right? Now, we'll come back to this in just a little bit, but let me get your attention again. How many of you would say you're a morning person? How many of you would say you're a night owl? That would be me. All right. doesn't matter whether you're a morning person or a night owl, the circadian rhythm is still supposed to function for everybody in the same way. Now, even for those of you that are a morning person, how many of you would say that there's some mornings that you wake up and you're still grumpy, you're still tired, you still don't have any energy, even though you're a morning person, and you just hate the morning? Now, that's a lot of us that are the, the night house that we're like, oh, it's another morning, right? But I want you to look at what Scripture says here in Psalm chapter 118, verse 24. We read, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us do what? Let us rejoice and be glad in it. The truth of the matter is, though, many times we wake up, the alarm goes off, and we're not rejoicing, are we? We're grumpy. We're tired. Now, why would you wake up tired? Because, again, remember, God has put this circadian rhythm in you that you should wake up refreshed. You shouldn't even need an alarm to wake up in the morning. You should be refreshed. Why is it that we don't wake up refreshed? Well, oftentimes it's because we stayed up way too late. We didn't get in tune with God's circadian rhythm. And so what do we do when we're up late? What are we often doing? We're watching the 
the TV, or we're on the internet, and we're surfing the internet, or we're scrolling through our phone, TikTok, and Facebook, and it's not called Twitter anymore, right? This week they changed it, it's now called X, right? Which is weird, because on my, like, on my uh, home screen of my phone, you know, I got my apps there that I use the most often, and so now there's like a big X there, and it's like, am I looking at porn, or you know, what am I doing, right? But, you know, it's like, why, why? So we're scrolling, and we're surfing, and we're watching. Now, what do each of those devices have? They have light. And what is that light signaling to your body? Produce more and more cortisol, which is saying to have energy. Don't be sleepy right now. In other words, the melatonin isn't increasing in our bodies because we're exposing ourselves to a lot of light. And then we're like, oh, I can't get to sleep. So what do we do? We watch more TV. We scroll more on our phones. We surf more of the internet. And eventually your body just crashes. But it's now 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And then the alarm goes off at 7. And you're like, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm supposed to rejoice and be glad in it. No, I'm grumpy. I'm tired. I'm mad because we are fighting against the system that God would have for us. Again, you weren't designed to have all this light coming into you late at night. Maybe for you it didn't have anything to do with light. Maybe for you it's because you were up late, and then when the alarm went off early in the morning, it's because you were working too late. You, you were doing more stuff than you should have been doing because you're trying to cram more into a 24-hour day than what God ever intended. But here's what we need to understand about the mornings. You and I were designed, this, this, this circadian rhythm, that as light filters into our room in the morning, we are supposed to naturally wake up and then gradually, slowly, and intentionally ramp our bodies up so that by the time we get to the mid and late morning and then into the afternoon, now we're at peak physical and mental and creative capability. But most of us have these bad habits that leave us in the morning feeling tired and sluggish when we wake up, which then leads to more bad habits. Now, to explain this one to you, um, I need to switch gears just a little bit and it's going to seem like, what in the world does any of this have to do with the message today? But trust me, it's going to make sense here in just a second, all right? So in the 1990s, NASA, they wanted to see what effects do drugs have on humans when it comes to their mental capability, their physical capabilities as well. Uh, so obviously they didn't say, hey, we need a bunch of guinea pigs and we're going to you know, load you up with a bunch of drugs. So here's what they decided to do instead. They decided to give the drugs to spiders. So they like, took these spiders and they gave them all different types of drugs to see how does it impact what they do. Now, they're going to put on the screen for you right now, this is what a normal spider web should look like. How many of you have seen normal spider webs, right? We all have them around from time to time. If you ever look at a web, it's very intricate. It's very beautiful, actually. We may not like the spider, but, I mean, there is a pattern there that God has designed these spiders to do. And so this is what a, a typical web is going to look like. 
Now, again, what they did is they exposed these spiders to various drugs, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you sort of uh, from the, the least impact to sort of the most impact that they had. So the first one here that they're going to put on the screen for you, and, and again, remember what the, uh, the normal looked like. Now look at this one here. All right? You notice that it's impaired. Something definitely isn't right. This is marijuana. Okay? So they gave marijuana to the spider. This is what marijuana did to the spider. Still sort of looks like a web, but it's, it's getting impaired. All right, let's get a little bit worse then. Here's the next one. All right? This is crazy now, right? This is LSD. So they put the spider on LSD. Here's what it looks like. Now, they did all kinds of other uh, drugs. I'm not going to share all of them with you, but I want to share one last one with you here, and this is the craziest one of all. Look at this one. <laughs> Anybody have a, a wild guess which one this is? Some of you are saying cocaine. You're actually pretty close. There we go. Rich just said it. It's caffeine. Ouch. <laughs> now listen, and, and by the way, like caffeine and cocaine, because people were shouting out cocaine, they are very similar. They do the same basic effects in your body. I'm not saying stop drinking your morning coffee or your energy drink, but what I am saying to you is notice that this is the effect that these drugs have on your body. But you ought to hear so many people say, oh, in the morning, I just can't survive without my coffee. I can't survive without that energy drink that I buy at Sheets. But realize when you're drinking these things, you are going against God's natural creation for you. And you're impairing yourself. Yes, it may temporarily give you that energy that you needed, but the mental capabilities that you have through the day, the physical capabilities that you then have through the day are going to be decreased. And so we've got to be very, very careful when we're pumping ourselves full of these stimulants. It impacts your thinking, it impacts your coordination, it impacts your creativity. Again, God's design for you was to wake up naturally with the light filtering into your room, and then a very slow and intentional process that you go through in the morning, a morning routine, because we all have a morning routine, right? But God would say your morning routine should be slow, it should be intentional, you're ramping yourself up so that then you can get to peak physical and mental capabilities. Let's look at the example of Jesus. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, we read this. Very early the next morning, before daylight, Jesus got up, and went to a place where he could be alone and pray. So Jesus' cadence was that every day he would get up, even before the sun came up, and he would start to spend time with his heavenly Father. And then as the light started to come in, and the light's coming into the retina of his eye, and the cortisol is starting to activate, Jesus had this very slow and intentional process of allowing time with God the Father to give him the energy that he was going to need throughout the rest of the day. You know, one of the things we never read in the New Testament is Jesus frantically scurrying about the house, right, in a hurry, and like yelling at the disciples, come on, guys, we're going to be late. 
You know, he's gathering up all of his belongings and he's going out. There. We don't read that about Jesus. Jesus had this very slow and intentional process that he would have for us as well. And so here's the question for you today. What does your morning routine look like? Have you become way too friendly with the snooze alarm? <laughs> that button? Is that part of your normal routine? Just keep hitting it over and over and over again? Are your mornings frantic and rushed? Are you always scurrying to get out the door? Are you always yelling at your spouse or your kids? Come on, we gotta get going. Or are you in the morning slow, intentional, starting out your day with God the Father, talking to him and praying and reading his word and allowing this natural process that he's put into you, this circadian rhythm, to help you get your day started? Or do you need drugs in order to energize you? My encouragement would be to be much more intentional, even if that means that you're going to get up earlier in the morning than what you currently are. Now, to get up earlier, that means, guess what? You got to go to bed earlier. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit of what the evening should look like. But for now, let's go back to the circadian rhythm and, and to the chart again. Putting it on the screen for you here. Notice that throughout the day, in the afternoon then, that is when you have your best coordination, your fastest reaction time. This is the time of your greatest strength. That's God's design, is that the afternoons is when you're going to be most productive. But how many of you would say, man, by the time it gets around to the afternoon, man, I am sluggish. I am just barely holding on to get my work day done. Anybody there? You ever have that happen? Well, part of that is because you're coming down off the high of your coffee or your energy drink earlier. So many of you, your solution is, well, I'll just have more drugs to keep me going. So that, that's part of it. Um, but then, you know, another part of it is you went to bed too late because you had too much light coming in. You got up, you know, and, and all that. And so you're just, you're out of God's rhythm. He's designed you to, again, have your best coordination, your fastest reaction time, your greatest strength, your, your greatest mental capabilities during the afternoon. And so if you're just limping through the afternoon, you need to make some adjustments both in your morning routine and in your evening routine as well. But before we get to the evening routine, let me just say this. Another thing that can be helpful, now not everybody can do it because of sort of your, uh, your, your work schedules and, and stuff, but this is something I learned many years ago, and it's very, very helpful to sort of get more energy for the afternoon, and that is a little power nap. Other cultures call it a siesta. I call it a rock in a bucket. And you're like, why in the world do you call it a rock in a bucket? Well, this is something I learned in my early 20s, and I'm telling you what, I'm, I just turned 50 for the, like the last almost 30 years now. I take a nap almost every single day. But listen, there is a science to napping. Many of you try to nap, but you do it wrong. So let me explain how to nap properly. And Matt's sitting up. <laughs> he just like leaning forward in his chair there. Like he's excited all of a sudden. Like, it's the most excited I've ever seen him. Nap! 
woohoo! Isn't it funny, like when you're a little kid, you're like, go take a nap, and they're like, no. But once you learn how to nap when you're an adult, it's like, yeah, this is great. All right, but there's a science to napping. And this is why I call it a rock in a bucket. Your body sleeps in one hour and 40 minute cycles. Even at, at night, when you sleep your seven, eight, how many ever hours you sleep per night, your body is going through these one hour and 40 minute cycles. And what happens is once you're in a cycle, like, well, about 15 to 20 minutes, and I'll explain that in a second, but once you're past 15 to 20 minutes, then your body needs to complete the cycle. So this is why, how many of you ever tried to, like, take a nap, like, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, and you take, like, a half hour, 40-minute nap, and you wake up, and you're actually more tired than when you started the nap? You ever done that before? That's because you needed to go through the full cycle of one hour and 40 minutes. So if you want to nap, either set aside an hour and 40 minutes, which isn't going to work for your workplace, right? <laughs> a boss, uh, <laughs> need a little break here for an hour and 40. That doesn't work, all right? Here's the deal, though. Once you get about 15 to 20 minutes in, that's when your body hits REM sleep. That's when you got to complete things. Now, let, let me actually back up. That hour and 40 minutes, again, each night, you don't realize it, but you keep going through these cycles. So you wake up every hour and 40 minutes. You don't even realize most of the time that you're waking up. But your body comes back out, and then you drift back in because your body knows that I need a certain amount of cycles throughout the night. Okay? Here's the trick. If you can wake up before you hit rim, rapid eye movement, if you can wake up before then from your nap, you wake up and, man, you want to conquer the world. You have energy. That's why they call them power naps. Like, you got energy. You're awake. You're like, let's go. But it only took you 15 to 20 minutes. Now, here's why I call it a rock in a bucket. This is where I first learned it. Thomas Edison used to get up on his workbench with a rock in his hand. And he'd lay there on his workbench with his arm dangling over the side, and he'd have a bucket down underneath. You see, once you hit rim, that's when your body fully relaxes and you're like, you know, you could hold somebody's arm up and it'll just fall right back down, right? They're, they're out. But up until then, you still sort of have all your motor skills. And so what he would do is he's holding onto that rock, right? And then as soon as he would hit rim, 15 to 20 minutes in, body relaxes, he releases the rock, boom, and hits the bucket, it wakes him up, and then he would work. And he, he would do this over and over and over again. In fact, usually what that'll do is it'll give you energy for four to six more hours that you're not going to feel tired at all. And it only took 15 to 20 minutes to do it. Now, he was dangerous with it because what he would do is he would take a rock in a bucket and then he would work for six to eight hours, and then he'd take another rock in a bucket, and he'd work for six to eight hours, he'd take another rock. So he was only like sleeping like one out of every, uh, or one hour out of every 24-hour period. So that's dangerous to do. But the, the, the trick works if you only do it once in a day, and that is 15 to 20 minutes, and man, it's going to give you the energy. Now you're like, how do I know if it's 15 or 20 minutes? First time you try it, set your alarm for 20 minutes. At the end of 20 minutes, when the alarm goes off, if you're wide awake and you're ready to go, that's your time, OK? 
continue to do 20 minutes. If you wake up, though, after 20 minutes and you're still sleepy and drowsy, go ahead and get up, but realize you actually slept too long. Again, if you're tired, that means you actually slept too long. And so the next day, you would set your alarm for 19 minutes, and you would try that. If that doesn't work, you're sleepy and drowsy after 19 minutes, still get up. But the next day, set it for 18 minutes. Eventually, you're going to find your time. For me, it's 17 minutes, so many of you know. You know, you've heard me talk about this before. Every day, I take a 17-minute nap, almost every day. But the days that I don't, then I, I feel it throughout the rest of the day. But 17 minutes, and man, it'll make a world of difference for you. So take our little rock in a bucket, and it'll help you get into the evening time then as well. Now, whether you've napped or not, when the evening rolls around, it's wise to have an evening routine that's going to help to prepare your body for more sleep. Now, uh, again, you know, sleep is, is greatly impacted by your melatonin. And so one of the things I would encourage you to do is two hours before you want to actually sleep, start greatly reducing the amount of light that you're being exposed to. And then one hour before you're ready to sleep, you need to just cut off all the technology. No TV, no phone, no computer, nothing. Cut it all off and you'll start to get into the rhythm that God would have for you. And I especially say this to those of you that struggle with sleep. Like, I can sleep through anything, right? So I, I've got a, a sort of a, a rhythm that I don't necessarily need to, to limit the technology like that. But some of you do. And so you need to really cut it out so that you can start to work in these rhythms that God has placed inside of you. Now, uh, one other thing that you need to know about your circadian rhythm is that it is also impacted by temperature. And so the cooler the temperature is, the more your melatonin uh, is going to usually increase at nighttime. During the day, the more heat you have, then the more sleepy you tend to get. But you want to have a cool environment while you're sleeping. All right. Now, I know many of you are going, is this a sermon or is this a self-help talk, you know, that Gore's giving to? I mean, what, what, what's going on here? I mean, is this a sleep seminar? I mean, that's really what we've talked about a lot is getting proper sleep. But here's what you need to understand. It actually goes so much deeper than this. Yes, we've talked about the scientific side of it, and I think all of us know that a lack of sleep impacts us physically and it impacts us mentally and emotionally. But here's the deal. It also impacts your relationship with God. Because think about it, if you're not getting the proper amount of sleep, are you going to want to wake up in the morning and spend time with God in his word? No. And how many of you know that when you're tired, you're a little bit less likely to make wise decisions? And in this case, if you're tired, you're not going to make godly decisions. You're much more likely to sin against God. So again, it's so important that we're working with him and not against him. He has wired all of us up with these circadian rhythms, and we can't fight against that. He has designed us to operate by these things. And so we have gotta, we've got to learn his way, God's cadence and not the world's chaos, or even the chaos that we've brought into our own lives because we're trying to cram too much stuff in the too little time. Look at Psalm chapter 127, verse 2. We read, it's useless to get up early and stay up late in order to earn a living. God takes care of his own even while they sleep. Now, this isn't saying that you shouldn't work hard, but it is saying that all of us should be trusting God. 
Work within his rhythms. Work within his cadence. Trust him to take care of you. He will provide. Which means that every night when you put your head on the pillow at the appropriate time, right? Sleep well, knowing he's going to take care of you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24. Go to bed without fear. Lie down and sleep soundly. And so my encouragement to you is this. Realize that this internal software that God has given you is there for a reason. He's designed uh, that, in, that, that you should be working with it and not against it. And so the challenge for you this week is to sort of look at your schedule. Look at your morning routine. Look at your evening routine. Make any course corrections that you need to make. And then I want to challenge you to set a bedtime. That every single day this week, you go to bed at the exact same time. And take some of these tips and tricks that I've been talking about. You know, limit your technology and limit the amount of caffeine that you have. Take all these things and then set your morning routine. Set a time of what time am I going to get up each day. And just try it for a week. Every day this week, I'm getting up at a certain time. I'm going to bed at a certain time. Just try it. Now, that's going to take some discipline, right? Because it's in the way you've been working. But just try it. And again, a part of your discipline is getting up early enough that you're able to spend some time with God and allow him to give you the energy through the day. That's discipline. Paul talks to his disciple Timothy about discipline. Look at what he says in 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. He says, discipline yourselves for the purpose of what? Discipline yourselves for the purpose of godliness. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So again, it's going to take some discipline. But Paul says, if you'll do this, train yourselves, discipline yourselves for godliness. And again, really, what good sleep is all about, following the circadian rhythm is all about, is getting in tune with God, walking in his cadence. So it's going to take discipline. But Paul says it's going to have benefits, not just in this life, but in the life to come as well. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for um, an unusual message. We talked a lot about sleep. Uh, thankfully, as I looked out, I didn't see anybody actually falling asleep. Uh, maybe those online, I don't know. Uh, but uh, thank you that even your word talks about that we can trust you even while we sleep. And so help us to walk according to your rhythms and your cadence and not according to the ways of the world. So, Lord, I just pray for each and every person. It was pretty simple what we talked about, just getting up on time, going to bed on time, limiting technology, limiting our caffeine intake. Uh, Lord, I just pray that each and every person would be not just a hearer of your word, but a doer as well. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.